Welcome to Dr. Eric's Relentless Vitality Podcast. Our focus is on optimizing physical and mental vitality, maximizing performance, and extending lifespan. Dr. Eric is a licensed physician with a wealth of expertise in age management and preventive medicine, whose goal is enabling his patients to stay young, feel their best, and enjoy a higher quality of life. Hello, everyone. Dr. Eric, the fitness physician. We're going to talk about all things related to hormonal fitness and muscle medicine, hormone optimization, peptides, and much, much, much more. So I'm at recording from the beach today, so I apologize if it's a little uh, choppy on the noise. Instead of a Wisdom Wednesday quote, I was just kind of doing a little rehash of uh, dosing out some wisdom on one of our favorite hormones that we talked about last night, DHEA. Um, we did a testosterone Tuesday last night and talked about DHEA. I figured we'd do a quick Zoom and kind of share a little bit uh, about DHEA in more detail. So it's a hormone secreted by the adrenal gland and it basically shifts the uh, metabolism from a catabolic state to an anabolic state, which is obviously what we want. We want to build muscle, we want to shed the fat. It's inversely related to cortisol and, and what it, like we talked about last night, it's a teeter-totter, right? Cortisol and DHEA, DHEA balances out the cortisol. If there's too much stress, our bodies are amping up the course so we want to balance that out with some DHEA it lowers things it's great especially for so many people today with adrenal issues hypoadrenia adrenal fatigue whatever it is you want to call it it can balance that out so another important feature of DHEA is that it's a precursor to all the other male uh, all the other female and male hormones I'll show it on a graph later it's our bodies take cholesterol convert it into pregnenolone and then from there eventually into DHEA all the way down into cortisol testosterone, estradiol, and much, much more. So it's one of the pro-hormones, one of the parents' hormones. Pregnenolone is kind of like called the mother. DHA is also the mother or the father, however you want to call it. So a lot of benefits of DHA. I won't go through all these and, uh, and bore you by reading off the screen, but the bottom line is they can increase muscle muscle strength and body mass. It increases immune function, which is massively important today, especially with the flu season coming upon us. Improve quality of sleep, feeling of wellness, Increase or decrease joint soreness is great for arthritic conditions like general arthritis and lupus and things of this nature. It can increase your sensitivity sensitivity to insulin, which is important since so many people are insulin resistant or pre-diabetic. It can help with this tremendously, and also on the same token, lower triglycerides and, as I mentioned, stop the damaging effects of stress. All these things can prevent or help prevent, along with the other hormones, uh, getting into things like all these things which which these, which these can contribute to, which is metabolic syndrome, diabetes, hypertension, coronary disease, and much much more. It's a little bit hard to read to begin. Also, improvement in mood, libido, heart health, promotes bone strength, immune system support, fat burning, mood enhancer, and it can definitely help with menopausal symptoms in women and help with joint pain and it reduce visceral fat accumulation along with testosterone and estradiol and thyroid and everything else. And we talked about insulin resistance and more. So here's a graph so showing how pregnenolone goes down into, preg, uh, into DHA and from there into testosterone and more. This is a busier slide, but shows basically the same thing. Feel free to rewind and pause it if you want to look at it. You can find this anywhere. But as I mentioned, a little bit of rehash, but improve, increasing insulin sensitivity, increasing lipolysis, and again, lowering risk, lowering visceral fat, which of course can lower your risk of prediabetes, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and metabolic syndrome. Massively important. Uh, immune system booster, again, improving with energy and mood, and almost the antidepressant effect can kind of balance out some of those neurotransmitters. A lot of anti cancer effects too, can, along with the other hormones, prevention of cancer by improving the metabolic functions and improving the function of the cell at the cellular level, which I talk about all the time, and of course, sleep improvement. It was recently FDA approved for lupus. Um, Crasterone, I believe, is the name of it, uh, but it's improved for, again, lupus as well as arthritic and joint pains and improvement in bone density. Another cool thing is it reduces platelet activator inhibitor, which in thromboxane, which are two uh, enzymes that can actually cause, cause platelet aggregation and clumping and secondary uh, 
problems, which you don't want. So basically, it decreases platelet aggregation. And therefore, you don't get those little mini mini clots in your arteries, and therefore, secondary ischemia or loss of blood flow. This is the things that cause heart attacks and strokes. So we don't want the winter blood nice and nice, not sticky, but kind of flowing nicely. So. It can protect against breast cancer by suppressing a 4-hydroxyesterone, which is an estrogen metabolite, uh, and therefore is anti-cancer. We talked about its improvement in uh, diabetes and insulin resistance and how it's cardioprotective by decreasing platelet aggregation. So I thought that was really cool about the 4-hydroxyesterone. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a metabolite that's been shown in some studies to be uh, indicative or prone to affecting uh, breast cancer in an adverse way, so it can slow this down. Another cool one is that it increases adiponectin. We've heard a lot about this, how adiponectin is very important for many, many things, but especially fat loss, metabolism enhancement, and lowering cardiovascular risk, and decreasing the angiogenesis or blood, blood vessel growth in cancer. Again, it's anti-cancer effects. I talked earlier about the immune system boosting effects by helping prevent uh, adverse immune functions by overactivity, preventing that as well as enhancing our normal natural immune systems by boosting natural killer cells, which are great for fighting off viruses, like we're facing today. It's a great antioxidant, can prevent lipid peroxidation. Of course, we don't want our joints and our cells to rust, right? That's what oxidation does, so it prevents this. Yeah. I mentioned the joint pain, anti-inflammatory effect, and promote, promote healing. Um, because of its production of estrogen, progesterone, and allopregnenolone, it has this anti-anxiety uh, improvement of well-being effect. It balances out cortisol, all these things work together to lower anxiety and improve state, improve mood. Uh, which is a massive importance to a stressed society. There's some improvement with memory along with pregnant alone. And I mentioned earlier about the anabolic effects helping with retention of muscle mass and strength, bone strength, libido, uh, possible longevity, no one knows for sure. And again, hormone support because it improves, it's a pro-hormone, it, it helps all these other hormones I have listed here, growth hormone, allopregnolone, uh, other endorphins, estrogen, progesterone, thyroid support, and much, much more. Not to get too geeky, but increases a, a, a pathway called PI3 kinase AKT, which is involved with glucose and insulin balance, and also with neuroprotection, protecting your brain cells and neurons. A lot of people with a poor diet have insulin resistance and glucose toxicity at the brain level and more. Uh, so PI3K provides balance to this and it increases um, brain-derived neurotrophic factor and neuro, neuro, uh, neuro growth. I can't talk to the NGF neurotropic growth factor, which is helpful obviously for cognition, brain function, and much, much more. So insulin resistance, it lowers this PI3K and raises another enzyme that we don't want called GSK3 glycogen synthase kinase. It prevents proper insulin signaling and damages cells and it destroys acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is what, how our cells and neurons communicate to each other. So it makes you uh, move, move and react and think and all these other things. So all these things are enhanced by this, by optimizing your PI3 kinase pathway, which can be done through peptides through cell optimization, through uh, hormonal optimization, through proper nutrition, and of course through DHEA. The other thing is that it uh, has a uh, small Alzheimer's protection by minimizing the effects of the ApoE4 lipoprotein, which a lot of people have heard about too. It's related if you get that, we do a lot of genetic testing. If you're interested, let me know. We can test for this. If you're an ApoE3 4 or 4 4, you're a high risk for Alzheimer's. And this is one way we can uh, mitigate that. So what do we do about dosing? It's pretty simple. A slow sustained release is best for men. Start anywhere from 25 to 50 milligrams a day. It can bump up higher if you're a heavier guy. If you're over 200 pounds, you might go up to 100 milligrams. Women usually start anywhere from five to 10 or maybe up to 15 milligrams if they're younger. But if they're menopausal, we can go higher, 25 or even 50 or more. Some women with joint issues or lupus can go up to 100 milligrams sometimes. Um, younger women tend to have a little bit of an issue because sometimes they get they can get some oily hair, oily skin, occasionally an acne breakout. So we have to be careful and go lower on the dosages there. Again, it's more about clinical clinical effects, but we do check the level periodically, and we measure DHEAS, the sulfated version, 
and men usually around 500 women to cap that about 200 to 250 is optimal again we monitor for side effects usually some acne or hirsutism or abnormal hair growth and oily hair it can raise testosterone slightly in women some women more than those but not always um sometimes a little bit of estrogen but usually not much change with men it doesn't do much for testosterone levels it can raise your estrogen valve maybe slightly but again not much at all and again it's not clinically important so i put a bunch of other studies uh, on the on the on the uh, show or on the slideshow if anybody wants to read these backing uh, up what i'm saying and much much more so anyway i hope you enjoyed that let me know what else you want to talk about and enjoy your day and uh, tune in later reach out to me let me know what you want to hear share this tag this um and uh, let's spread the word about how we can make our, our lives better and live to give give back to the people everyone have an awesome day and we will talk to you soon